0: sports dead in goal podcast our rugby league podcast each week i'm james smith and with me is jeff How hey young mate i am well james Excellent. how are you i'm very 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 good and can half after our massive origin edition yes we're, we're, we're cruising along yep you're planning magazines and and i'm writing online stuff yep yeah. What's of old school stuff. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, yes. Um, yeah, football World Cup coming yeah. up. So that's so, um, dominating our uh, well, dominating my attention. Right I'm now.
0: actually, I'm, we just saw the new 442 magazine coming. Jeez, it looks good. I'm getting I'm getting in the mood for the World
1: Cup. <laughs> and in the finest dead-in-goal tradition, we talk about something <laughs> other than, right off the top, we talk about something
0: other than rugby <laughs> Why not? It's good, though. Like, it's... Well, I'm, I'm going to get into it, I reckon. All right. We've got our, our wall chart, haven't if we? Yeah,
1: so there, there is hope for everybody out there if, <laughs> if James Smith can get into the soccer. The
0: soccer. The soccer. I'm going on a soccer launch tonight, so I'll, uh, I'll tweet us on there as to, we, we go. as to how long I last. Hmm. Um, yeah, so massive show again today. We're going to um, have a bit of a quick run through our um, latest edition, which goes on sale on Thursday this week. Uh, look at the most rugby league thing we each did, what we're most looking forward to. We'll have a brief chat about um, some player who's just retired from rep footy, who's just whose name escapes me. Ah, oh, Smith, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have a, a yarn too about a feature that you wrote, Jeff, uh, called the through line. And it uh, goes right into how teams are put together. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, more, it's, it's about more than just signing the big name players and lifting the trophy at the end of the year. Yes, indeed. Which doesn't always work. Um, and we 're going to um, have a, a look at your dear uh, listener questions that we got in response to a question I threw out on Monday night, um, which ties in with your feature so I often wonder what what because uh, I randomly put them out and I often wonder what people must be thinking like why does he want to know that does he like, mm. what does he want to know our favorite this and our favorite that and it 's always we always try and link it back into a general theme of, a, of an episode don 't we yeah. There's some thought that goes into this. Yeah. (laughs) Shocking as that might might
1: seem, there is some thought that goes into this. They're random
0: thoughts, but they're thoughts. (laughs) Um, So our new edition, which is on sale on Thursday, um, is our State of Origin edition. Origin. And aren't we lucky
1: that we didn't include very prominently a certain kind of uh, Queensland number nine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we... Yes, I can very much imagine (laughs) that, considering the way we've been burned in the past. Okay, we've got an idea. (laughs) Cameron Smith, but
0: we're not going to talk to him. We will talk to ten Origin legends about how good he is, and then he go. just retires. Yeah. That's right. No, that, that didn't happen. But we did talk to Boyd Cordner, mm-hmm. uh, cover me Boyd Cordner about uh, his pretty much um, his uh, leadership skills, which he's um, spent a life lifetime developing. Um, and then we've also got an uh, interview with Brad Fittler in there, Blues coach, um, and our famous deading goal. Um, Yes. Uh, full page yes yes we're excited Actually, we're
1: excited I'm excited about this one yeah. um, yes in, in in a in a positively dinosaur dinosaur like move yeah, yeah yeah we put our podcast on paper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's Genius. See, let's see if that works. <laughs> One of these weeks we will read the magazine, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the pod. <laughs> like
0: the serv- like a, yeah, a service, community you know, service. Like, you know, just because, you know,
1: just, you know, just, you know, just going cross media here is, <laughs> is, the new, is the new frontier.
0: Oh, mate, you put it well in your um, editorial in this month's edition. Yeah, that's all. So it made a lot of sense, and we, we
1: thank you kind of uh, mm. the listeners out there for kind of really really helping uh, helping us put this one together. Um, yeah, you'll in I uh, hope you'll be able to we'll see that once uh, once the edition uh, is out uh, yeah. this Thursday.
0: So, yeah, we'll have to pick a, a week maybe next week or the week after mm-hmm. where we don't ask a listener question because we've already done it, haven't we? So,
1: yeah, but then what do we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> Uh, what else we got in there? Oh yeah, a, a one-on-one interview with Will Chambers mm-hmm. um, and Justin Hodges relives his finest moment, the finest moment of his career, from yes. back in 2015 at, at, uh, in State of Origin. And Hannah Hollis also offers up her thoughts on the rep period versus uh, the NRL season and what sort of fun and games that that causes. So, mm-hmm. and then there's some other sports in there too, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, like AFL and. Yeah, um, soccer, soccer, yeah, and then there's more footy. Yeah, yep. so it's a huge edition, mate. You've designed it well. Everybody and should go but, and buy. You it. know, but you know, like
1: at the risk of turning into the mutual admiration society, James made a mighty effort <laughs> in this, in this, uh, in this edition, channeling his 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 absolute passion for the New South Wales cause. Every
0: time you say we're going to have a theme edition, half of me thinks, oh, good, that's a really good idea, and then you think. Mm, This material has to come from somewhere, doesn't it? It just means more work.
1: Theme edition is basically, you know, know, it's like that mental picture, James and his head, like theme edition, and the words just then get kind of erased out, and it turns into more work. So, you know, James James shudders now. That's right. that's theme edition.
0: So that's out this Thursday, isn't it? Uh, With Boyd, Cordner on the cover. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, most rugby league thing we did um, for the past week, what
1: was it? You've got a good one. Uh, this is one of my my, my favorite, my, kind of one of the better ones I've had lately. Um, uh, I was having a conversation with my mother-in-law, and uh, this can't end well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, fellas, I, I, let me tell you out there, right? Yep. You know, the problem between kind of mother-in-laws and sons-in-laws, that you know, we wouldn't have such particularly fraught relationships between uh, these two parties across society. If what the more, most common topic of conversation between mother-in-laws and sons-in-laws was, was football. Definitely. See, here's, so here's the thing, right? Yep. You know, and to a credit, uh, my wife's mom really knows her football. She's not. You oh, know, really? Kind of, yeah, she's not. You know, one of these. You know, kind of. Um, uh, what's the word? I'm really. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, she she is actually really well versed um, in the game. Watches a yes. lot. I, I, I sound like it feels like I'm like it sounds like. That I'm being kind of damning towards kind of women and their footy knowledge yeah. in general, which is really, really wrong. I mean, lately there are a lot of women out there who know, who know, who know. Yeah, but there football, are also a lot of football.
0: blokes who think that women don't know anything about footy. Fair, yeah, and that yeah, the that, yeah.
1: yeah. so, so that's just yeah. it. So, yeah, so the, yeah. she uh, is uh, staying with us Friday night. Uh, she just kind of had her Mother's Day, early Mother's Day lunch uh, yeah. with my wife. And so we've got the, uh, the Para Canterbury game. Oh, kind, yeah. of, kind of going on. Oh, what a great and game that was. That yeah. was a showcase <laughs> of rugby <league. laughs> Anyhow, so, you know, Kieran Foreign pops up on our screens. Yes, And I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot of the Sharps in our, um, in our kind of uh, audience know very th- very well this fact about Kieran Foran, but Kieran's got a news to me, but, you know, and is news to you uh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and my mother-in-law kind of just you know, happens to drop this, this, you know, piece of knowledge on me that you know. Do you know his father? You know, Kieran Forn's father. You know, is an incredibly high-powered executive. You know, in 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 America. Mm. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah. no, I I didn't know that at all. Yeah. And you know, kind of delving, she kind of explains a bit further. Well, yeah, no, he's one of the top executives for Walmart in the did states. Not know that. Yeah, and like when I went to look at this, you know, she was almost underselling it. Like, um. Greg Foran indeed is the head of Walmart in the United States. He's the CEO. He's the CEO of Walmart, Walmart. America. So there's wow. a there's so there's a layer above him yep. for Walmart everywhere. Yep. But yeah, so he is in is you know, in, in um, you know in charge of really one of the most kind of um, yeah, iconic dominant companies in in, in all the United States. Yep. And you know, you know where I'm taking this to go down the line a bit further uh, at least a couple of years ago, and I think uh, it's, it's kind of changed, like last year, yeah. uh, Greg Foran made more money than the salary cap, the entire salary cap of about three NRL teams combined. Wow. So, you know, it got me to thinking that, you know, um, you know, Kieran made a terrible choice, like, you know, getting into footy and not like following in his father's footsteps. <laughs> so, you know, it, uh, but um, yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, big, two big takeaways. Uh, gents, talk to your mother-in-laws about football. It's, it's very safe ground. And, yeah, I'm never really going to look at Kieran Foran you know, the same way again.
0: So you're never going to think, oh, no, Paul Kieran Foran, he's down in Well, hour. you know, the
1: thing that yeah. kind of kind of shook me is that um, we think, you know, you know, we associate rugby league, you know, with, with working class, you oh, know, with, yep. with working class, with the blue collar, you know, so, so strongly. I mean, it's really yeah. part of the fabric it is, of, it is. of, yeah, of yeah. the game. But then, you know, kind of, so I I was surprised at myself just how much I was, you know, rethinking or my entire, how my entire perception of Kieran Foran was changed The player, just knowing that his father was like, make a wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. That doesn't really make any sense at all. But
0: uh, But, one thing that it told me was he does have his own life, doesn't he, Kieran Foran? He's living his own life as rough and tumble. As it has been. It also kind really of. really
1: interesting, aren't they? It, yeah. got, it raised the point to me as well that you often make, you often say that, you know, that I guess maybe like the working class of like 30 years ago 50 years ago is probably a lot different, you know, to our conception of it today. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was like, a lot like, more normal back then, wasn't it? Like, well, the other thing too is that, um, you know, you got, you know, a of a better may, word, maybe if right? we flip it, like you go into the West these days and, you know, you got people mm-hmm. with massive houses and lots of TVs and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, really nice cars. You know, so it's it, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a that that whole kind of picture, mental picture that we have of like we were talking about, you know, Roy and and Vic, you know, Roy Masters and and Wes and, um, and Victor yeah. kind of last week. How much of that is a true picture, kind of you know, of the game? I don't think you know. It's not to say there's no relevance now, mm-hmm. but I think you know, kind of the association is a lot more tenuous. I think than, so. Yeah, than it used to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not that um. Whole factories right near mm. the, the footy oval and all that sort of thing. How those factories are probably hipster craft breweries <laughs> now, <aren't they? laughs> Yeah, here's a thought mm. big test coming up in Denver between New Zealand and England. Mm. Who would you approach to be the major sponsor of that
1: event? There you go. Oh, God. James, I'm wasted here, James. James has yeah has hit on a, a very good idea. <laughs>
0: I'll come for a moment. The warm white test between England <laughs> yes. and New Zealand. Brilliant, there you go. brilliant. Um, yeah, I get along famously with my mother in law because yeah. of football. Uh, that and yeah, reading and books and literature and all that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, I, so intelligent I, stuff. <laughs> what's that? Intelligent stuff. I think she laps me a fair, fair bit there. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, you're right. I'm... Like, have you ever, have you ever heard a horror story from a bloke about his mother-in-law? Like I've never heard one. I've never sat be- down and have a, have it, had a beer with a bloke and he's saying it must happen. Oh, my
1: mother-in-law's a shocker, blah blah blah. Yeah, it must. It have. must happen to become such a, the cliche that it <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Anyhow. shout out to mothers-in-laws out there. Mother's-in-law day. <laughs> yeah. Most league thing you did?
0: Oh, mine is uh, mother-related as well. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> coming right off the coming <laughs> right off the week. So we nearly clashed mate. We nearly clashed. Uh, Sunday, um, went down to the Southern Highlands, um, spent time with, with mum, went down mm. to mum and dad's place. Mum's um, never been a real big rugby league person. In fact, she, I'd go as far as to say that she dislikes it. It comes on TV. She watches it because Dad watches it sometimes. <laughs> and All through my years growing up and my brother, had tried to rope my... My brother was um, interested in league, but I've got the feeling a lot of the time he was only watching it because, A, it was on TV and, B, I just dominated everything and then, uh, footy-wise and then he just wanted to join in and stuff. But our mum has never liked it. Mm. So guess what we did on Mother's Day? You watched football? Yeah, we watched both games of footy. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Now, really has, considerate of mum, we were. Has your
1: mother come up? Has your mother come <clears> up with a similar strategy <clears throat> uh, to a, a kind of equivalent to the one she used to use with Peter Brock to get under your dad's skin?
0: Oh, like as far as her, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of because you know what sport she does like mm. AFL. Oh, the BKG, <laughs> yeah, the BKG. Uh, more specifically, she likes the Swan. She, uh, no, that's a bit of a stretch. I, I think, I, think I, 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 I wouldn't say she sits down and watches games now, but growing up, she did like the Sydney. Sports. I think we got to. I
1: think we got to learn some background here. Um, <laughs> James and his father are died in the Wool men when, when <laughs> it comes to the the old touring cars. <laughs> that's right. And uh, James James's mum. they are going to listen.
0: They don't. They don't listen to the show. Yeah, James Sydney's James's
1: yeah. mum would, would strategically strategically you know kind of needle. <laughs> James's dad, by mentioning how much he liked Peter Brock. Peter Perfect. Yes. And, yeah. and, and Peter Brock's kind of masculine qualities. So, you know, which, which I think is outstanding. You know, this is, you know, this is why more women need to follow sports, because these are the kind of conversations that we, you know, you know, we should be having. Exactly, exactly. And I
0: saw a tweet, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, somebody said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and spend time with mum. And probably watched some footy on the TV. hashtag Just saying. And I thought that's probably dead set what is going to happen down at the, <laughs> down at our place. <laughs> but uh, there was a, a point. There was a pivotal moment in the whole afternoon with my sister halfway through the second game. It was Raiders and Sharks, was it? Mm, yeah. She said, "Are we going to sit here and watch football all day?" <laughs> and you know what Mum said? She said, "There's nothing else on." So that was the there ultimate victory. There we <laughs> go. You've won, James. Well <laughs> there done. You, there you go. Um, very good. All right. So, what are you most looking forward to? You first. Um, it might be a little bit early, so mm-hmm. it's only going to be two days after we record this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm super excited about the Panthers and the Tigers. Okay. Okay. Let me let,
1: let me stop you immediately. Mm-hmm. Are you are you over the Cleary versus Cleary kind y- of stuff? Yes, I am. <laughs> I wish it would go away. <laughs> Yes, he probably okay. will coach him one
0: day. Just second, let it play out before. Second we, question.
1: Yeah. How many more times can we have this storyline? Is it going is it, is it to have kind of played out its, its utility yeah. by the next one? Or is it we have to wait till about the seventh time they meet well, it for, de- it to, for it to be
0: less fun? It depends on, yeah, how much faith you have in the media. Hey? <laughs> because you're right, they're just going to keep doing it. What, what, what do they think happens? Like, say, the Clearys are sitting down eating dinner and Ivan says to Nathan... What have you got planned? What's your game plan for this week? Mm. And Nathan says, Oh, I don't know whether I can tell you because mm-hmm. we're, we're in different clubs. And then Ivan says, Yeah, come on, tell me. I'm, I'm your father. And then Nathan says, All right. And he, what's he going to do? He's going share the game plan?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but they probably,
0: yes, he probably Mrs. Really Cleary
1: telling, you know, I have a <laughs> go easy on him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they had a really good appearance on Matty John's a few weeks ago and they were doing a whole role play as if Ivan was a really strict father and he kept yelling at Nathan. <laughs> but he probably will end up playing with the Tigers or, you know, one of these days. But it's not the case now. But, yeah, the media loves that, don't they? Will Ivan ever coach Nathan again and blah, blah, blah. Are you interested in it? Does it
1: intrigue uh, you? Yes. I, I yeah, am yeah. kind of I am kind of intrigued, though, to see when it will be played out. That, that, that yeah, to me, is yeah. one of those things that... Uh, how much shelf life does uh, does this mm. thing have? I and, mean, and, and you, then, then the funny thing might become: what if they were to meet in a final? Yeah, you know, yeah. and then what happens if there's a real source of tension kind of between the two, like you know, like yeah. you know, like a screaming match, you what? know, like kind of, you know, you know, like developed or something, like you know, Um What if like one of Ivan's uh,
0: players, like coat hangers Nathan? Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, then then it, yeah. It's
1: juicy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I do wonder, kind of, yeah, kind of how it, uh, how, how it will kind of develop uh, over time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, on on the field as well, it should just be an absolute blockbuster of a game between it, two really talented teams. Yeah,
1: it, it will kind of. Yeah. It, it will. It is kind of a, maybe the pivotal game in terms of the kind of the evolving. Shape of the of the of the premiership chase kind yeah. of right now, like to see kind of yeah, yeah, which direction they'll send uh, yeah yeah either either team like at Penrith I think we had reasonable expectation of being up there, but yeah. you know can kind of Wests keep and keep this up, which yeah, we, I believe they can. So yeah. You know, either side to get this win would be would be a really useful one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and uh, and I think the Tigers are a really well-run footy club. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know about two or three years ago they were. Just an absolute basket dare, case. Dare
1: on. we say that they are actually a little bit cohesive? Yeah, they are, and yeah. and when they are, they're
0: dangerous, aren't they? <laughs> that's like, right, and that's something we'll be talking about. Yeah, get on, on, get on, uh, Ivan's buses, Ivan's bus, or whatever he's, whatever the saying is. Um, what about you, <laughs> mate? What's the um, most league thing you're looking forward to? Uh, look, sorry, look, sorry, look. I, sorry, I combined them. What's <laughs> the
1: most thing you're looking forward to this week? What's the most thing? Um, yeah, I guess going forward from here, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, upon the bit of news that, that, that just broke uh, about Cameron Smith, yep. uh, I'll be really interested to see, and I guess, one of the most, most intriguing elements of the comp, like from this point, from this, almost from this very moment forward, is to watch uh, kind of the, the various games and the various form lines of the of the guys will be vying for his uh, his number nine jumper. Yep. So you know to watch, and I believe um, is it Roosters versus Brisbane uh, this weekend? Oh, possibly. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah, that's yeah. I think that's correct. So if that is the case, I think I'm right on that one. I, might, I think you I, might be right. If that if that's the case, I mean, very practic very practically, we've got two of the top contenders for it going up against each other in oh, one game. Yes. So you know, like with. Um, you know, you would think I brought this up that you know Jake Friend seems the natural successor, played a lot of games, very very well regarded. But the poor guy, it just seems like he's timed a form drop just at the moment that you know, to just this moment when he stands to finally get into you know a run on side in, yeah. in Origin. Um, Andrew McCulloch is a very good player, yeah, like, yeah. you know, in is very kind of be a very worthy kind of. Um, kind of, uh, kind of uh, addition to the, yep. to the Maroon, Maroons. So, uh, like, I, I think, I don't know why, like, that, you know, that the mere fact of them going up against each other should have more weight than, say, what, what might happen for, you yeah. Well, when's the side being selected? It's not in a week, is it? So, no, no. So, um, so how many more weeks have they got before they can... Uh, um, another fortnight until... Another fortnight. People, so they really uh, only uh, have... A week and a half. So I do they have do they have another match after this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, And okay. they usually
0: pick the teams on the Monday following. Yeah, so like, yeah. so what's so a week and a half before the game? That's the not, game's on June. No, I reckon
1: because of that, you know, that circumstance. I mean, this yeah, game no, will have a real, you know, will have real consequence. Definitely, because uh, you know, to see them basically both of them in the one game will, uh, yeah, will we'll have outsized bearing on, yeah, on who gets who yeah. gets picked or not. And definitely with
0: um on McCulloch's side, like because mm. Brisbane were. You know completely outplayed last week yeah um he, he'll be he'll be really fired up yeah um what about the, the other now that we've started talking about this well, place that's just it <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can flow right into <laughs> yeah. it here uh there. do you reckon granville do you reckon where, where does he fall into it i'm a massive fan yeah so am i um but i don't know I, I like a lot of a lot of hooker number nine players yeah. i think I really like to think of them being basically the centre of the team. In if the Cowboys cases, were playing
1: well, maybe, but uh, yeah, it's just, just not. He's just not, and so I don't yeah. think you know you can. Yeah. Uh, my, I think it'll be an interesting test of you know Queensland takes a longer term view of these guys, like from the moment that you know they're kind of very promising players in their early twenties and coming yeah. into emerging Origin camp. And so I think they're <clears throat> more apt to probably stick with Friend, who they've seen as a longer term. Uh, this is my, this F- is my friend ahead of my uh, colleague. Ma- uh, no, uh, or, both of them. Friend, you, friend ahead it, of my Macaul- colleague. So I think if, you know, if they can kind of reasonably believe that, that Friend is healthy enough, and that, that's been an issue, isn't he? he? I think he's been playing Hurt. Yeah. Um, if they, if they think he's yeah, if they think he's right on that level. Even if his form isn't outstanding, I think they'd kind of they kind of turn to him as a yeah. as a first option. You wonder
0: where the um bro- uh, what, how the Broncos connection with Kevy and, and you know and and yeah. goes. There's a fair degree of that. Yeah.
1: There's yeah. a fair degree of that.
0: Yeah. No. It's um it's so juicy, isn't it? Just- to just to uh,
1: sit and think about what direction they're going to go, um, and of course, never the, the juiciest thing for you is that you know is the is the direction that you know that Cameron Smith is taking out of the <laughs> stadium and you know a, away somewhere else oh, just from the field. Geez, that's a shame. He's, isn't he, it? he's he, yeah, what James. James is chuffed, <laughs> <laughs> but as, as I
0: reminded myself of, I was probably chuffed back in nineteen ninety five when uh, <laughs> no Super League players were allowed to. Selected um, in the Queensland team and, sorry, in State of Origin actually um, as a concept and uh, ended up being 3-0, Fatties Maroons did the job. Mm -hmm. Nothing's nothing's just, yeah, New South Wales is far from home in this year's series because don't forget, whoever they bring in are, are going to have just as much origin experience as half the New South Wales players because we're expecting a new team so it's not as if
1: that um, the Queenslanders are going to be a so bunch of bunnies just sitting there waiting to be run so over. So the uh, the uh, the idea then for New South Wales is to pick the exact same team that, right. L- that Laurie Daly had for all three sides last year. No, please not. <laughs> God. It's, uh, yeah, it's, well, uh, wait, firstly, he can't because Fafita can't play. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So he's out, and and, uh, and his mate, his big mates are. Uh, and Mitchell Pearce can't. He's hurt. So. <laughs> bunch of bonuses <laughs> all around. <laughs> No, um, I was just about to say um, you can replace his jumper, but uh, you're not going to be able to pl- replace the player. Eh? He's uh, one of the most intelligent rugby league players we've ever had, oh, uh, Karen Smith. I,
1: I bound to no one in my you know. We've had you know you yeah. know me like we've had these conversations you know you know uh, over the part- over the partition like mm. for for years now. All
0: the stuff that comes and out I, of your mouth, and I've got to sit there yeah. and digest it. <laughs> and then I go home, and and then at three o'clock I sort of think. Three o'clock in the morning, you
1: wake up. you oh, might have been right about that. <laughs> no, you know, Or it comes up, what about your bullshit? <laughs> no, I bet on no one in my Cameron Smith admiration. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every time I hear kind of like, you know, JT is the player of his generation. Yep. I it kind of, it kind of, I bristle a bit because I wouldn't have anybody other than Cameron right. Smith. I, 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 he, he'd, be, he'd be my 1st choice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah not, great. not
1: because, not because I think J, JT isn't great. I, I, I fully agree that he is. I just think. Hmm. Karen Smith is so much better at hooker than close to any other hooker who's ever played. So, yeah, you know, and I think just as a question of value, I think that, there, you know, nobody kind of approaches him mm. in, in this time.
0: Better at the number nine jersey, yeah, yeah, because there'll be a lot of people out there now saying, oh, what about the hookers from, you know, up till like the 70s and 80s who yeah. used, used to actually play hooker in scrums, And but as, as we know, the... Uh, the role of, of, of that number nine slash hooker um, jumper has changed, hasn't it? And and it's changed probably because of Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. He um uh, he, he's just a I, I can't remember uh, what he was like before he arrived. <laughs> <laughs> it was in two thousand. He's <laughs> been. He's going to play forever. Yeah, sixteen seasons. Yeah. Mm. Can I can I just um blood out some of his numbers. Bormy? Bormy you say numbers? I'm not into stats, but I'm into really Here we go. cool stats. Yeah. Listen. Well, um, I love.
1: To, I do love to say that you know, eventually, with, with Smith's career is going to be fantastic because you're going to so much of the record. He's going to own so much of the record book. Definitely. Like it is just basically parts, whole chunks of the record book are going to be Cameron Smith.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. Just just with his rep career, um, there's a few seasons added on to his career game wise. You know, just in his rep career, he. Um, he played 56 times for australia they weren't tests, test you know 56 games still and um 42 origins so that's um another um basically 100 games four seasons mm. just in re- in rep duties. it's amazing, it's amazing isn't, isn't it isn't it yeah <laughs> and uh and the count for his um nrl games is currently on 368 he's played 370 games for melbourne storm i think that includes two World Cup Challenge games, so 370 games for the Storm plus 100 rep, that's just incredible. Thanks to um, Rugby League Project for that, Andrew Ferguson printed that out and brought it into the studio with
1: me, mm-hmm. incredible, yeah. Do you think he's going to, ask you this question almost immediately yeah, yeah, upon yeah. this announcement, how much longer do you think he's going to keep playing? he oh, would have to have
0: another two or three years in him, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm.
1: Three, maybe? Well, here's yeah. my my thought would be like he. This will kind of I, I think he's in the Paul Gallon zone basically. Yeah. Like I think this will help him G-Gall- extend his had an incredible, oh, not incredible. It's, no, it was. I think it, it was yeah. pretty good. It was a very it? good year. Yeah, yeah. 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 So my, my sense of it is is that, and he actually even mentioned it. Smith even mentioned it, and his kind of in, in the press conferences in the, that he announced his his, his rep retirement. Yeah. That he's not sure how much longer he's going to keep on going, but this, well, this actually might help. Might help, yeah. And um, yeah, woe to like you know anyone who's, who who um, is trying to compete with the Melbourne Storm this year for the premiership because this really helps their cause. Yeah. To have yeah. Cameron Smith basically available for you know all six games during kind yeah. of you know the, during the rep period. So you're going to
0: have the Dragons who are going to be ripped apart, basically, mm. aren't they? Yeah. And then Melbourne Storm who. Cameron Smith's just going to be, you know, no no added extra work yeah. for him, mm-hmm. and and we don't know what that's like, do we? We because mm-hmm. he's played well, he's played State of Origin since um oh, since two thousand three yeah three, right? so yeah. fifteen years. Yeah, Melbourne has been missing him for at least three games in the middle. So, mm-hmm.
1: God, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think um, I, th- I think the only consolation know. is that they're going to be ripping chunks of you know, other Melbourne players. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that's true, isn't it?
1: How do you think Billy feels now? Uh, I reckon I reckon he'd be willing to <laughs>
0: wrap things up pretty soon. You <laughs> would, wouldn't you? It'd be sort of like, um, I don't know, some players some old players love playing with young players. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that might be a but but then you have a look at who's probably gonna replace uh Smith and um and Thurston and Kronk. They're not they're not completely young themselves, are they? No. I don't think McCulloch's all that young and no. uh Got Michael Morgan, who's been playing for a long time, and mm-hmm. Ben Hunt's been around a while. So, yeah. but yeah, um, you know how a lot of players get rejuvenated by young blokes like Luke Lewis did at the Sharks. Yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah, so it's an intriguing uh, couple of months coming up
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. Hope uh, do you want to hear? You to listen to my theory uh, about Cameron? My or, hair brand idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Kevin Walters has basically <laughs> said that um, that you know he wants Smith around the group. Yeah, uh, he actually tried to get... Did, you hear, did Have you heard the um, press conference? Oh, I've read kind of transcripts. Oh, okay. you know, he, no, he
0: says, oh, like when he announces, yeah. you know, that he's ending it, he says, oh, are you sure, mate? Sure we can't get two 30-minute stints out of you? <laughs> Will that do? <laughs> and he goes, no, mate, no. Sorry to interrupt. So right? anyhow,
1: um, uh, if, say, Queensland loses this year's series and uh, Kevin's okay. job comes under pressure oh, yeah, and yeah. they feel compelled, you know, to um, push him out, uh, or he takes a club job, which I believe is something oh, that yeah. he's, he's interested in. Yeah. Uh, here is my, uh, you know, my here is my kind of humble, kind of modest proposal. Why not Cameron Smith coach the Maroons as he's continuing to play for the Maroons? <laughs> <sport? laughs> right. the
0: first captain coach of a Mar- of a Queensland Origin side. He could do that, Eric. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome? Yes, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> So not only so, so he plays for Melbourne yes. and coaches Origin Queensland. He could probably do that, couldn't he? Yep. <laughs> People are
1: always saying that he could literally walk out off on the walk off the field and then yeah. you know yeah, take over you know, the coaching reins of a side. And so, frame of market for that, that might happen. <laughs> That's good. It's very good. Can you can can we think of like who would be a better candidate? Like you know at this at this stage. Yeah. Um, we, you know we talked about so extensively last time. What next, the the, the qualities of a good origin coach? You must have their respect. You know you must you, you must be able to you know inherently command their respect to the playing group immediately. Who could do that better right now than Cameron Smith?
0: You've got Paul Green, but you'd probably still pick Cameron Smith over Paul Green, wouldn't you? Mm. Not not because Paul Green's hopeless, but because mm, exactly. Cameron Smith's there and he wants to do the,
1: to do the job. <laughs> I think that's a good theory, mate. Yeah. Like, what what is limiting him? Um, Is is like the the demands of Origin coaching so great that you couldn't kind of go and be a player, and then you know, know, like the things that you have to do as Origin coach, which is like show up to like the media launches and everything like that. You do that as a player anyway. Yeah, you do. So you know. It used maybe to maybe you can't go on those study tours of the United States <laughs> and going to visit the Dallas Cowboys or whatever. You don't, yeah. get, you don't get to that. That is much. Oh, they're but, important. Know, yeah. How useful
0: are those? Well, they used to. Um, it's only been in the last what less than a decade that they've made these origin roles full time, isn't it? Mm. Before that, like maybe the coaches just used to leave the NRL side to the, care, to the caretaker coach. That's right. And yeah, so why is it full time now? Exactly. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I've got no idea. Can't so there we that.
1: go. That's my that's my new this is my new thing. What's this space. Exactly. Smith he's Smith for the Maroons coach. Yeah. While he's still playing, yeah, I'm not interested. You know, like not, not if he's going to say, "Oh no, I don't want to do that until." No. Oh, do it <laughs> you're, now. you're not interested if he do retires as a player. But then you know the thing here's the, here's the sneaky thing. You wouldn't put put it past Cameron Smith to do this. Would he kind of then like like you know? Like, say there's a guy from Brisbane or something like that, Mm. or another club, not Melbourne, would he kind of leave them on the field and try and tire them out kind of that week? And then, so if they had to come back and play that Friday or that Saturday, Ah. so he could take advantage of it, you wouldn't put it past Cameron Smith to try and take sneaky advantage of (laughs) a situation (laughs) like that, wouldn't
0: you? Oh, um, can I I think of my own theory? Mm. What if he was the head of the referees while he was still Mm. playing? Jesus. (laughs)
1: He gets the guess, here's, the, here's the obvious response, isn't he right now? <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah he's, he's been a great ref, Cameron Smith. Real
1: and ha- I still, I still insist that that is a marker of you know incredible kind of ability. Yeah. Yeah. That you can you know, yeah. If that helps you win games, I think that's I think you yeah, <laughs> know that, that is that, that is to be commended. He should be in um, in an international relations, shouldn't he? Like he's obviously
0: got some sort of power about him it makes people listen to him he's a lovely bloke i've met him he's a terrific yeah he's a good dude l- l- lovely fella um, good dude. and a really good player too the way he um sticks to that center corridor he doesn't take one single step more than what he has to that's why he's um been around for so long and he'll probably keep going because he doesn't make a tackle he doesn't have to doesn't doesn't waste any energy at all there's not much to him He's about as big as he needs to be, mm-hmm. and he's not burnt out yet. So good on him. Mm. Yeah, very good. Do you want to say anything else
1: about Cameron Smith? Um,
0: uh, you try to think uh, of a
1: segue, aren't you? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Don't don't need a segue. Don't need a segue. Can just can can just, 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 little, just, can just keep on. Can just keep on going through. Yeah. Do you want me to do a segue? I'll make a segue if you really want to yeah. go from this story. To I the think next. you did.
0: I think you did before. Um, um, you know i'm proud of my segues
1: you are you, you're very good you want at me to do a
0: segue? yeah 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 so kevin smith blah 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 blah, blah. okay yeah. here's, here's uh, <laughs> now
1: i guess the thing that will that, be intriguing kind of in the context of this series now is we've seen at least three-fourths <laughs> of this of this superb queensland spine kind of come apart yeah yeah and so you know it'll be an interesting test for the maroons in in, in with regards to the um you know what has been like you know famously cohesive side yeah, and, and and so you know i mean this topic of cohesion kind of was was very much kind of on my mind um yeah yeah and actually queensland emerged as a very as a, as a prime example in in the work of uh of this company that i profiled last mm. month in the in, in in sorry this well, it feels like last month. This month, in in, in a feature I wrote, um, which you referenced, called uh, the the through line. Yeah. But a company called Gainline. Gainline. and uh, Analytics. Yeah.
0: So yeah, they're. Um, what did you want to write the story? Like, what made you, what made you want to do it?
1: Um, initially, it was because of a figure um, at the center of it. Uh, a guy by the name of Ben Darwin, who yep. um, I think many of you will remember, particularly those of you who are not kind of rugby bigots who basically can like league and union Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and interesting I'll just add an interesting point here yep. uh, sorry no. uh, let me make the point yeah Darwin was uh, played for the Wallabies and uh, also the ACT Brumbies he was a he was a prop uh, most famously probably kind of his best remembered in uh, in Australian sport as the guy almost broke his neck during the semifinals of the 2003 World ah. Cup mm-hmm. against, uh, against the All Blacks but uh, uh, interesting to note about uh, Ben Darwin he's um, you know, even though being a rah-rah, he is leaguey to the core. Loves you know, Excellent. you know, loves loves rugby leagues. Where's um, he from? He I believe I'm not sure entirely on this. I believe he's from Newcastle, or has okay, deep ties right. to
0: the Newcastle area. And so he joined forces with um, another guy. Uh,
1: well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the thing was, Ben kind of went into coaching uh, okay. union at the end of his uh, at the end of his um, of his career. It was brought yeah. about somewhat prematurely. He had to retire at 26 because of the, what happened to his neck yeah. um, in that in that semi final. And, um, like, his, his initial journeys in, in, in coaching were, um, were mystifying, I think, to him. Because, uh, like, it was very much a case of when you're coaching, input doesn't necessarily match uh, output. Okay. Like, you, you can feel like... And I think it was the way for him. He felt like he coached kind of the same way throughout his, his initial years coaching. Yeah. Yet, you know, you could, you know, win in one place... Uh, with one method use the same method in another place lose terribly okay. there go to the next place play the same method again win incredibly well go back lose again so yeah. he, he began to very much question and, and you know that's the other reason why I was so motivated to kind of, uh, uh, kind of uh, write a feature on this this, uh, this company and this guy um, because yeah, he has he has a very kind of interesting mind particularly for a guy who played Usually players are, are people who don't question a lot. No. They're kind of people who tend to kind of... The way i describe kind of top-level sportsmen is that they are really, they're confidence machines. And in some cases, they they're like, overconfidence machines. They really, really believe in themselves. Yeah. You know, you tell them, oh, you know, you're not able to do that. And their initial reaction is, why, I, of course I can you know and that's that's the that that self doubt never creeps in and that's that's why they're able to do what they do or if they if they really can't do it they'll be able to build themselves up into 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 doing that yeah, but yeah. you know ben is the opposite of that he's the okay. rare he's the rare one who basically questions everything yep and uh in doing so in kind of um building up uh gainline analytics with his partner uh, simon Strawn. Or is it Strachan? I can't remember. Ooh. Simon, th- apologies if you're listening. Uh, yeah, they've kind of taken apart like um, some of the most long-held beliefs we have about how you actually go about b- uh, building winning sides yep. in modern sport. Beautiful. And that's it, effectively what, uh, what this company is about. They um, have a, uh, a product, a, uh, um, a metric that they use cool. um, to measure kind of the interconnectedness Of teams, it's it's what we call, I guess, a soft metric. It's not a hard statistic as such. No, but um, yeah, there are soft metrics are kind of widely used, almost in everything. Like you know, like you know, across society, like consumer confidence is a soft metric. Mm. Uh, And um, their contention is that uh, their numbers on the level of cohesion and interconnectedness of teams is uh, is a very reliable. A predictor of success. Okay.
0: Did he mention anything about what's happening now in in sports circles? Like, because the 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 example that comes to me immediately is the Roosters. Yeah. Like um, they've they've gone on massive uh, as they do from almost year to year. They went on another uh, massive recruitment drive. Bought the state of origin fullback for New South Wales. Bought one of the best players for the last fifteen years in Cooper Cronk. He's on board. So theoretically. They should uh, rocket to number one in the comp, but it just hasn't happened. in yeah. Ireland did he say anything about yeah, current right. examples playing the, out? Yeah,
1: um, got a two part answer for you. Let me kind of explain. Part of their framework is yep. that you know th- the way they look at it, the equation kind of that, that kind of underpins the, their kind of their way of thinking is that you have you know you have a skill component yep. to a team, and then you have the co- cohesion opponent okay. component, right? Now, if, you, if you're a team that basically is trying to acquire talent yep. at every juncture and is changing kind of your lineup every year, uh, like, say, a big European soccer club like Manchester City, yep. what you do is you can literally buy a very high-skill component, and that is the thing that will carry you through. Yep. Yeah. Now, logically, if you have a high-skill component plus a high-cohesion component, you'll win everything. But in a lot of respects, you're generally trading, trading off between the two, particularly in modern sport where you have salary cap pressures or spending pressures or, you know, guys who once they have success with the team, they, they, if they're maybe the, you know, kind of the backup player or in a secondary role you know, on that team, they'll seek to be a star kind of somewhere else. So teams, mm. teams are always turning over. You know, it's not easy, even if you really wanted to, to just keep a single, single cohesive team uh, you know, together. All the time, it's just not feasible in no, modern sport. No, it isn't. Yeah, but to answer, kind of, I promised a two-part. To answer your question more directly, he was making the point that when they were kind of doing, kind of trying to forecast this NRL season, yeah. you know, they were as caught on the hop as anyone else as to why, you know, um, New Zealand and Wests and. Uh, and Saint George yeah. um, had started the season so strongly, whereas someone like Parramatta had started the season so poorly. Yeah. And you know, you know, uh, Ben's explanation to me, and this kind of squares with something that um, that you were talking about uh, a week ago uh, with with Roy Masters, was that they had failed to factor in that there had been a World Cup. So mm. what had happened was the amount of practice time this off season for certain clubs, with the entire group, had shrunk to you know, kind of very quite small numbers. Like, we're talking about not more than, you know, maybe a few weeks worth of practice together. Whereas if you look like, I'm trying to recall the team that uh, he invoked. I think it might have been Wests itself. Okay, A team like Wests had been together pretty much since, you know, last season ended. Mm. So, you know, um, whereas Ah. Para had the most players playing at the World Cup. Ah, So, you know, know, so his, their rationale was that, um, yeah, you know, it takes time, yeah. Yeah, I mean that, and that's intuitive. It takes time to kind of uh, build up uh, these combinations. In the context uh, you know, of, ch- of championship teams, it takes seasons often yeah. Yeah, to, to really get this together. And, 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 but, um, and,
0: and just uh, another thing, too, uh, another thing about the Roosters, Luke Carey busted his jaw, didn't yeah. he, before the season was um, yeah. uh, a month before the season, so mm. that would have restricted their, their time to gel. Um, ie with their hooker and yep. fullback and five eight and a half even less wouldn't it yeah yeah, yeah and,
1: um, and to them you know that's a very important element that cohesion in certain parts of the field yeah. uh, are more important than than in others so for example you know yep. for a half it takes or for a playmaker it takes quite a bit longer because what their their role is is more complex whereas for a winger it's relatively easy to walk into a side. And have an immediate impact because you know what they're doing is you know is kind of fairly kind of simple fairly (laughs) unidirectional so you know um but yeah if you kind of kind of extrapolate kind of their theories large like a a lot of a a lot of kind of deeply held beliefs we have about sport really go by the wayside like for example they're very big critics of this idea that teams have culture and that, that, that's the explanation. That they're everyone, a critic of culture. Yeah, they're a critic yeah. of culture. Like, yeah. like everyone kind of goes about these days that, you know, oh, they're a bad team because they have you know, bad culture or they have a negative culture. Whereas, you know, kind of Ben and Simon's view of it is you're seeing it backwards. It's that, you know, the culture comes out of the success that, you, that you've had. So, you know, it, it's not the other way around. People say you're a winning team because of your culture. No, that's wrong. It's because you do the things that help you win, and that is the, that is the bedrock of what creates your culture. Okay. Right. So, you know, it's, um, you know, they're very skeptical of, you know, when they see efforts of, say, a new coach comes in and says, oh, we're going to bring in a new culture around here. Yeah. Well, you know, like.
0: Th- th- you that's know. not really for him to decide, is it? What? Uh, whether there's a new culture. Whether somebody brings in a new culture, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's, that, not, that, yeah.
1: that's the thing that will be created collect, created collectively yeah. by the group by basically just doing their job. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, that's um, yeah. So, yeah. like for example, they they point to in the context of uh, there are certain teams that they look at as kind of their what they call their benchmark teams, and you know, it works in, uh, impressively across a range of sports. So, for example, uh, those would include uh, the Crusaders in Super Rugby, oh, yeah. the San Antonio Spurs in, mm-hmm. uh, in in the NBA, and in the context of rugby league, the the, the giant what um, Simon called the cohesion juggernaut is the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. you know, yeah. and, it, and that is comes as no surprise to anybody if you look at the way that kind of you know, Craig Bellamy, you know, has cornerstone guys that he builds around, and then he just has this ability to kind of bring in a player, you know even sometimes as a guy from another sport or a guy who's never played rugby league before yeah. or only played a very little, and then two years later, he's turned them into a, into a functional, uh, functional footballer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because, and you know, to further the point, uh, and it's kind of an interesting thought, uh, Ben pointed out to me that you know, if you look at some of those situations where you, know, you have a guy who's excelled at the storm and then he goes to another side and then all of a sudden he's not performing too well. You know, uh, he made mm. the point that, you know, it's not because they're bad footballers. It's just that, you know, in a lot of situations, he thinks they've gone from that high cohesion situation at the storm to a low cohesion situation <laughs> at another side. So it's an, the, in, it's an interesting thought, isn't
0: it? We're watching that play out now
1: with uh, yeah, C. Cronk. Yeah. Kronk. Yeah. Um, like he he didn't forget how to play you know no. rugby league in, in in a single off season no. you know it's just that yeah he, um, yeah he's in a set of new circumstances yeah,
0: it, it's funny isn't it like you very rarely hear in the news or, or watch the sport reports blah 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 um, and you very rarely hear the, the the sentence the Melbourne Storm have won the bidding war for so and so Bellamy just seems to um, sort of go on. Pick the bones out out of teams of players who he thinks are going to match his system. Yeah. Not ne- not necessarily clubs who have three f- players who have three or four f- clubs yeah. competing for them. Yeah, he's very intelligent. I mean, they're, they're
1: they're very discerning with who they bring in. Yeah, that's you know, what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's the word, <laughs> that's like, a better way always saying. Yeah, they yeah you know, they talk about the coffee test where ah. they can just you know sit down. Ah. Yeah, talk to a guy, and if he's kind of got the right attitude towards his football. Yeah. then they know that they can That's no, something yeah. that they can work with. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, it's almost uncanny now how they can just, yeah, guys just come to them. And I know a lot of it has, develops out of their own special circumstances down in Melbourne where, yeah. they're, where they're outside the league bubble. It's oh, the and ideal they, yeah. um, environment. Isn't exactly. It? And yeah. they've got, you know, they've kind of they've got good internal leadership and, you know, they're, they're able to just focus guys on on becoming better. But, you know, um, mm. that's the, it was another thing that, you know, kind of that, that were one of the points that, that uh, Ben brought up that and, and this one I actually love. And I, I don't think he's actually made it in the story. So I'd like to bring it up. You know, he, he made the point that another thing he's really, really skeptical about is this idea that, you know, if you have like a losing side, you kind of go out and you try and find who's successful at that moment mm. to try and come in and turn it around by bringing kind of their imprint for success. Mm -hmm. He says what you gotta understand is that the success of of any club really is an adaptation to whatever their specific weaknesses are in wherever they are you know in in their place or whatever culture they kind of inhabit, wider culture they inhabit. So the logic of, like, just, say, bring in the latest kind of Melbourne Storm assistant to try and fix up whatever's going wrong at your club may not make sense because the the problems they're fixing in Melbourne might be entirely different to yours. (laughs) So it's really interesting how, like, you know, you actually kind of approach these things to try and build up a a club. And and really the the big enemy that you ever have in trying to win at any place, uh, wherever you go in sport, the big enemy is time. Okay. Because if you have time and you're willing to wait... Yep. you can probably kind of you know kind, you know, implement a plan and then execute it with enough time but nobody ever gives you that no if you're no. not you know some places after two seasons they're not willing to wait anymore no, like no. even after four seasons you know like that's a that's a really good amount of time that yep. people will you know will give you to see if you could turn a club around but mm. I reckon if you like took a lot of coaches who've lasted or have been at least given four seasons you know to try and develop something in a place um yeah, they've they've probably been able to turn it around eventually. But yeah, yeah. nobody wants to give you that. No, like everyone's no. just everyone's just way too impatient, particularly in in modern professional sport. Yeah. That, F- you know, football boards aren't that patient, no, are they? Ab- no. absolutely not. And no. I think that's part of the unreasonable expectation that um, yeah that yeah that uh, that sports teams ha- uh, sports teams have. Oh, that's
0: great, Jeff. So, yeah. Thanks so much for that. It's it's fascinating to listen to. Listen, I mean, one love of the it, things
1: one of the things that were you know i they had the other thing. They had a lot of interesting things to say about was Origin, which we'll kind of I'll kind of oh, bring okay. up I'll bring yeah. up down the line closer oh, yeah. to closer to the time because uh, although a lot of their focus, of course, is on what clubs do, yeah, um, a lot of their theorizing they said uh, has more applicability to rep sites. Okay, where, where things yeah. are going well, to happen. and you've got yeah, you've got to ge- get them to gel together mm. quickly. So it's yeah, it's really really interesting. Um, yeah uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the article yet, yeah, um, yeah I kind of commend you to kind of pick it up it's probably yeah, the most fun story i've done oh. in uh, uh in, in a while yet and um just to tease it a little bit further ben has the most spectacular story about state of origin in mm-hmm. there um which i think you particularly love uh <laughs> it involves ivan lendl the tennis great ah, yes, yes. so yes uh, i'm not going to say any further i might save oh. that for for origin down the line and because we are yeah like running quite long like <laughs> we might get on to uh you know um your fantastic listener question for, the, for this
0: week. Yeah, as I said before, uh, we asked we asked these questions for a reason. Um, some of them are random questions, but uh, some of them are uh, designed to fit right into to the uh, episode's theme. So this one was: uh, who was the biggest player sign your club made, and how did it all turn out in the end? And I knew we'd get some great answers to this. And uh, yeah, so I'll kick off. Um, Stuart McLennan says. Uh, the great, the great Keith Barnes pulled off a master stroke in 1988 when he signed great Britain legend Ellery Hanley at Balmain. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's fantastic. Hmm. Uh, the Black Pearl uh, proved to be a, a winner both on and off the field. Taking the Tigers to a GF before Lamb ended it. All um, uh, rugby league and PR success. Perfect.
1: How long did Ellery Hanley last about then? Oh, jeez, mate. Um,
0: wasn't it like, it wasn't very long. It wasn't long at all. Three no. seasons. Yeah, I, I, that, that would be my guess. Mm. Might, might have even been two, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, no, that's great, Stuart. Stuart was the first one to answer on uh, Monday night, so thanks very much for kicking it off. Um, James Just It's because he's awake in Greece. <laughs>
1: probably. <laughs> it's probably the sun's coming up in Greece.
0: <laughs> yeah. Put on your disco. yeah. And I'm sitting in uh, Sydney waiting for Q&A to start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Cheeseman says, have to say, Malmeninga. That's a good one. Yeah, he was a good kangaroo tourist and origin player when he came to the Raiders. Uh, worked out very well, leading the club to four grand finals and three premierships. There you go. Bit Ka- of a
1: different dimension, though, coming from like, the old Brisbane comp, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't specify that, so I just, I just let it open the gate up for whatever interpretation you, you can get. Uh, the prof... Um, I ain't supposed to say the Prof is back the Prof is back
1: yeah. well no um, the Prof was here last week so Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the Prof isn't back
0: Prof tried to get um, cuz eight 888 involved <laughs> so she's just um, suggested Henderson Gill and he didn't <laughs> buy it so oh. come on Joe fire up mate <laughs> probably busy doing his job he's got a very busy job oh, okay. um, Brian the Brisbane Lion terrific name uh, offers Russell Crowe signing Sam Burgess uh, once we got Sam the package deal of Tom, George, and Luke soon arrived. <laughs> and before you could create a collective noun for the bur- Burgeye, we had a premiership. Terrific.
1: I would advance the idea... Burgeye?
0: Burgeye, here. Yeah. Burgeye.
1: Yeah. I yeah. would advance the idea, uh, without wanting to be too argumentative, um, that Inglis that, um, that was the more critical signing Yeah. Souths. Yeah. You know, I just that, I just said that I just said that to you before the podcast, but, but, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose people relate forward packs to creating platforms, blah blah blah. Yeah, you're yeah. right though. He's pretty monumental mm. to sign Greg Inglis. Mm. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, and, and especially with who he's turned out to be. He's a he's a stalwart now. Well, isn't the one it?
1: the one thing that you know, the point I would make is that you know we obsess a lot about player movements in, yeah. in rugby league i think yeah. it's you know league is a very star driven type of type it, of it sport is. yep and you know the, the you know it's interesting that some of these names have come up and um you know it, it's kind of you know, kind of bending a bit of my my own opinion on this but i was gonna make the point that really truly how many big time kind of changes in, big time players changing club how real how decisive really has it been? Which is to say, how often does a single signing of a star player come in and bend the club's trajectory towards towards a premiership? It doesn't happen often. Do it really doesn't. It like very when, you, really, like considering yeah. how often we, you know, kind of pin so much on it yeah. that you know this this guy will kind of you know you know kind of give the you know give them another star. Like I actually think if you track kind of how many times a guy changed team and then helps team deliver you know kind of premiership to its fans i think that's fleetingly rare like definitely. really really rare and i guess one of the reasons why english came up in my mind is that he's actually one of the few that it's happened, yeah that it's yeah, happened they won a premiership. yeah 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 yeah. i don't I agree um
0: i've got two plays in my mind but i'll i don't want to steal anyone's thunder um jjk says brad fitler took the roosters from transit lounge to the powerhouse we are today i would have said him yeah he, he was he's definitely one yeah, yeah it, um uh, David O'Connor says, uh, as a Chooks fan, I agree totally, even with the not-so-silent financial backing. <laughs> I don't think the Roosters survive uh, Fox criteria in 99 uh, without Freddie. Uh, didn't miss the finals between 96 and 04. Um, uh, he's a massive what-if for the Chooks. If Super League didn't sign up Penrith squad, um, when Freddie and Matt Singh were away on origin duty. Yeah, who knows what? Who knows how the whole rugby league landscape turns out? Fair point, very good one. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, Andrew Ferguson says uh, for Balmain, um, Ellery again, uh, he, and it was magnificent. Uh, next was Mark Geyer, who was as good for the club as Alan Jones was his coach. <laughs> 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 Andrew. Uh, and for the West Tigers, uh, Scott Prince is hard to go past given his 2005 form. Uh, one of the very few times our recruitment picked the right guy at the right time.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised that, that Andrew Ferguson didn't say it was Dally Messenger. <laughs> yeah. Signing yeah. of Dally Messenger was crucial. Don't have a sport otherwise <laughs> without <him.
0: laughs> We're not here doing this show. Um, Jay Dwight says Manly's best signing was when Arco was signed as head of the NRL. They got a free ride for years. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, well Jay, done. Jay being Jay. Very good, mate. Uh, karate Warrior 6. Uh, Nasta ended <laughs> horribly. <laughs>
1: Extra uh, points to the warrior for you know brevity. Yeah. Uh, the Cumberland throw offers up Kieran Foran. Great Twitter handle. Yep. The Cumberland throw. Yeah,
0: it's true. I won't lie to you. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well what,
1: what club does the Cumberland throw support? Like you know, is he is he talking about um, Parramatta or, or? Sorry, no. Is he talking about yeah. Parramatta or on New Zealand? I think he's an eel <laughs> I think he's an eel <laughs>
0: um, LJT. Uh, alone would need a 12-hour podcast. (laughs) Mm, There you go. I I love paraffins, I love it. (laughs) There's just two worlds, there's completely, there's...
1: There's absolutely the world world of positivity and light, and then there's (laughs) parameter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just just on this, I don't want to waste too much time. I was joking with uh, Karate Warrior 6 after watching that infamous paracanery game. Mm. It was horrendous. It was... It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. There's a game played in Darwin in 2013, I think it was, between Penrith and para That's never escaped my mind. And there was another one, another pre-season match between Penrith and Parra back in the mid-90s where Mark McGill smashed Robert Muchmore over the sideline with a shoulder charge. That was the only good thing that happened in that game. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm watching this game on Saturday night, was it? Friday. Friday night, thinking, wow, this is... This is a ref's fault no-go zone, this, this game. Like, I don't know, did you see Clint Guddleston with his air swing? He, mm. he went to kick ball no. over the dead ball line and they had an air swing and missed it. I thought, that is just atrocious. Uh, it is not the ref's fault here. No way can anyone blame the ref. Dead set, there's this period between five minutes after the full-time siren and half an hour where that, that's the ref's fault blaming zone of fans just flooded it. It was a ref's fault that <laughs> what? Were you actually watching this game of
1: sport? This, this is, this is James's sport. latest hobby horse. He <laughs> thinks he thinks that standards are falling across the uh, the comp. <laughs> to which, I, to which I've then teased him by saying yeah. that's because cohesion is down among the <laughs> yeah, teams, James. We should, we should the standard. The down. standard of football is down because the teams are no longer cohesive,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're here talking about this. Um, where was I? What were we doing? Pursuit of hoppiness Really, <laughs> yeah. pursuit. Yes, um, pursuit is torn between the dragons signing of Steve Rogers um, at the back end of his career, or Josh McCrone <laughs> to fill the halfback void. Either way, uh, they made the signing of Daniel Vito look uh, genius. Oh,
1: WWE star <laughs>
0: Daniel Vito. <laughs> Very topical. We, we got it? yes,
1: we got a reference. <laughs> Maybe Daniel Vito's acquisition by the by the, the world wrestling wrestling entertainment is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is, is the thing... Uh, That's a very
0: clever pursuit. Thanks, mate. Hmm. Uh Prediction fails, says uh, Ellery Hanley. Uh, Balmain Tigers. God, what an Ellery Hanley love oh,
1: podcast it, this has turned into. He left
0: a mark, didn't he? He was a good player.
1: Yeah. He was a really
0: good player. He was exceptional until Barbar's dirty act. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, Marty Keenan says um, Glenn Lazarus, wherever he played. Yes. He was, he, he was the good. other one I was, I was talking yeah. about. Yep. Just a real
1: platform setter
0: and... A real leader by example, you could tell. Yeah. Still the only guy to what win three premierships with three different clubs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, AJ Mifton. Uh,
1: There you go, James Maloney. That's in front of you, mate. Yeah, I know. Yep. We're printing the t And then after so that, so to try to win. Try to win a Senate race. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Three premierships with three clubs, and then a Senate race—an in an entire another state. <laughs> Beat that. <laughs>
0: I don't think Maloney's. And, and do that. an
1: all-time nickname. Yeah. 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 Um, For the brick. It's, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing career. Um, what's he doing now, Glenn Lazarus?
0: Because he's not in politics anymore, is he? He's doing whatever he wants, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Mithen says, they're not my team, but Glenn Lazarus at the Storm was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, ben, Ben Sell uh, For St George in the modern era, 1991. Um, Martin O'Fire, such an electric player. What's with the Englishman? with and the and English a joy to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Um, Martin O'Fire in 03 signed with the Roosters. Played one game. <laughs> he got injured out at Penrith. Walked off. Dead said It was about five minutes into the game. Never came back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you were disappointed. <laughs> you were so looking forward to it.
0: Oh, poor Martin. Yeah, what a legend. Um, Steve Doggies says, Terry Lamb for the dogs. No brainer. I agree. Mm. Wests. um, B-B-R-B-A-Z. There's been a few of my beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs that were big, like Greg Inglis and Adam Reynolds, but Sam Burgess and his 2014 Grand Final effort was legendary. Uh, And Stephen Russo, I think this is the last one. Mm -hmm. Stephen Russo, um, the West Tigers made a vital hat-trick of signings in 04 when they recruited Hodgson, Pat Richards and Scott Prince all three were struggling for game time at their previous clubs but played major roles in the Tigers' 05 premiership and that just sums up cohesion perfectly well doesn't it that team got it right it was it was they weren't supposed to win that, that yeah. year. They were a ragtag team of what's what's the label um, of, of um, overachievers uh, uh, no no uh, discards, discards. Oh, yeah oh. you know yeah and they they were recruited together by Tim Sheens and they took out the comp in their fifth season of, of existence. So mm.
1: very good. Very good. That. So, could they, you know, could do that again this year?
0: Um, I hope they don't start this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the idea
1: with West. Just ditch all your stars. <laughs> yeah. Just pick up a bunch of discards yeah. and have to, you know, and have to uh, kind of, yeah, jag victory.
0: It's, it's happening again, isn't it? They mm. got rid of th- those three blokes. And, and that could be the
1: identity of the side.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah very good thanks so much for your answers it's um always good to, to hear what you guys think um cool mate have you got anything else anything? No, just, uh, uh, just sorry what's your, you got an, this is an official section of the show isn't it well
1: um anything we've forgotten that's right yeah no i don't think i didn't think we've forgotten anything just uh, one last reminder to yeah kind of uh be aware in a couple of days the, the new mag drops it's very much one of our big league editions mm. For the year, almost outside of you know the, the the season preview in March, it's it's really our other big June has has become the Origin edition, uh, yeah. uh, really. So um, yep. yeah, uh, always have fun putting it together because Origin's fantastic. I, even I wrote in it, even when it's bad, it's real, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, uh yeah really have really kind of great fun in putting it together, and so I'm um, yeah, really looking forward to to people seeing it.
0: Perfect, yep, excellent mate. Thanks very much and uh, we'll talk
1: to you next week.